A while ago, a new mom and dad came to church with an infant, and the baby slept really well during worship. Then down in coffee hour, he woke up, and he was all alert and looking around, and this elderly man saw him and came over, and that mom was holding that baby, and he said, can I hold your child? And she was like, and, and he took the child in his arms, and he looked at him, and he told him what a marvelous, awesome life he was going to have. And a woman came over and started singing to this child. And, and another Sunday, people were gathered for worship, and it was time to leave. Everybody was getting ready, and they couldn't find one of the family. And they looked in all of the places that the children go after church when they elude their parents. They looked by the piano in Chadsey Hall and by the cake in Chadsey Hall, and somebody started up towards Geneva, and after many looking and parents all saying, hey, have you seen? And finally, they found him. And the Bible in context class, teaching the adults what he knew about the Bible. Now, these stories happen to us, right? They also happen to Jesus and Mary and Joseph and Simeon and Anna. This is what it means to be a community of faith. Babies embraced and blessed by elders, children eluding their parents and whoever is around helping to locate them. Have you seen? You went that way. Uh, Children being taught by adults and adults being taught and blessed by children. This is God's vision of salvation. Now, when we go back and we read Isaiah, we have to remember that there was a war going on. And there was a lot of tears and sadness and death. And there wasn't yet a concept of eternal life. So imagine if you are living in Syria today and you hear these words, this vision, of all people and all nations and all faiths, all coming together in a rich feast, a banquet on the mountain where earth and heaven meet and there is no more war because people are all together at the table and there is no more death. And the tears are wiped away. What a glorious vision. And we see that as a vision of God's intention for humanity, all humanity. And we even imagine that as a metaphor for the end of time. When all will be made one. God's kingdom. We are saved by the God 
who with all of our differences creates community. We are saved. We are made whole, made fully alive by a diverse community. There are very few places in our culture, our society today, when all of the ages, all of the various generations are able and still gather together. Where the silence and the boomers and the Gen Xers and the millennials and the newest generation, we've got lots of names for this newest generation. Do you know who you are? 95, is that right, or post 9-11? The plural, the plural, because they have grown up pluralistic society. And we're all together in church. Now, I know that my children get to see one set of their grandparents just about once a year, maybe twice. And in schools, we're grouped by age, and we have nursery schools for the very young and retirement communities for people who have gotten older. We have youth hostels and elder hostels. I'm still waiting for a middle-aged hostel. <laughs> Each generation, we have our own needs and specific learning and physical peer needs. And we must honor all those stages of life, but we also need to remember that we are made whole and we are saved. We are made fully alive. When we are stretched and shaped, by people of all generations. We learn faith through role models and mentors. We learn patience with one another, with the ones who are speeding by too fast and the ones who always feel like somebody is rushing to get around them. We need to experience that hope of a newborn child. We need the blessings of our elders on the baby. We've got this program planned, and we haven't got it all worked out, but we've got this vision of the teenagers and preteens and probably the elementary school children teaching some of us things that we never knew our phones would do. And, and it happened. Do I have an amen? We may even get some computers in here and help people learn email or what the purpose of Twitter is. I'm sorry. I'm still trying to get that figured out. And what a wonderful vision. And this is one of the places where that can happen. And this is a vision of that mountain where we feast together on each other's faith and experience and love of God. Today we celebrate the ways in which our family of faith is blessed from generation to generation. We remember those saints who have gone before us. We remember those who founded our church in 1908 we celebrate Alice Harden, 
who started the weekday nursery school in 1958 that still goes today 57 years strong. And Eleanor Baugh, who was the administrative assistant for 45 years. We celebrate the saints who gave us these stained glass windows as we will fix them up in the coming year. We celebrate the saints who built our sanctuary and our Edwin, a whole building. And we honor the saints of today who keep it all going and are preparing for the saints who are yet to be born. Children are our blessing. We're just blessed to have all generations. And we celebrate a community of belonging. We rehearse God's vision of people at a feast, all together, on that mountaintop, every time we gather at this table. This table is part of that great banquet where saints who have gone before in every age. We gather with Mary and Joseph and Simeon and Anna. We gather with Elisha Hardin and Wilbur LaRoe. We gather together with babies yet to be born, because at this table, God's love knows no bounds, and this is the image of salvation, the wholeness that God gives us in community. Thanks be to God those who have gone before and those who are yet to be and everyone in between. Amen.